0: Today, I'm sitting down with Noah Rubin from NBC Sports Edge, uh, having a chat with him about life as a fantasy basketball analyst. Uh, The next in our series of one on one interviews. Let's go, balls deep. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bulls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, FBIBasketball.com is our website. Uh, at AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you will find me. I am Adam King, your host. Uh, and as I said, joining me today in the third episode of our uh, analyst interview analyst series uh, is Noah Rubin. Noah, good what, afternoon, evening.
1: Evening. I think it will be evening technically, but it's, it's still good. It's uh, good to be on here. I'm looking forward to looking forward to talking with you.
0: Yeah, no, look, it's, it's, it's been fun so far. Um, uh, we, we were chatting just before. Um, I've had a couple of NBC guys on, um, so far, so, uh, it will be good to hear your perspective on, on NBC and, (laughs) um, and just on, on life, uh, doing what we do here. Um, with fantasy basketball. So uh, the, the first question we sort of go into is is really, I guess, how you got here, like where, where you where you sit now in this space. Um, but firstly, I think the, the question I, I like to, well, not get out of the way, but is this, for you, is this a full-time job or for you, is this a hobby turned job that you squeeze in? between actually working a real full-time job
1: yeah it was supposed to, or i guess it was supposed to be still technically as a part-time job um but obviously with only a few of us left i'm working full-time hours so there's really not any time to do anything else so this is my full-time gig
0: cool okay so and, and writing i suppose is that uh is that what you've done like how did you get here did you have another mm-hmm. job because i know i'm speaking with um uh with dan titus uh previously he he worked at nasa i think like so he had he had this huge other job other space that he worked in and he just left it to go to fantasy sports about four or five years ago um is that sort of what's happened with you or is this has this always been building to something like
1: this no i didn't i didn't start at nasa or anywhere close to that. But uh, so I went to school, the University of North Georgia in Dahlonega for journalism. Um, so I started off taking classes there, covering local high school sports in the North Georgia area. Uh, started doing that, did that for a couple of years. And while I was in school, uh, started playing pickup basketball with some local guys. And well, before I get into that, let me just say everybody kind of plays fantasy sports. I guess, kind of growing up, I played a little bit of fantasy basketball, didn't play a ton until I got to college, uh, which is when I had friends ask me to join the Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Absolutely fell in love with that and kind of became obsessed, spent way too much time (laughs) stressing about drafting and, and making trades, not ever paying attention in class. But because I was more of a basketball fan, played basketball in high school, I decided to start a Dynasty Basketball League with Uh, some of my friends from school so that was kind of my first real experience with fantasy basketball so i'm not going to talk about how we did points scoring because i'll lose all credibility for what we tried to do Uh, nobody will take me serious but happy to know that league is now nine cat format so we're good we're a normal league kind of um but while i was in school playing pickup with some local guys made some friends one of them said hey uh my friend writes about fantasy basketball uh, for NBC. Like, would that be something you're interested in? Should I get him in contact with you? And I was like, yeah, I would love to do something like that, covering the NBA instead of local high school volleyball. That sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> and it turns out it was Dr. A, Steve Alexander. So, got in contact with him and Ryan Knaus and uh, kind of did some practice blurbs, phone interviews, and things. Uh, Didn't work out the first time, but stayed in contact with them for almost a year, uh, emailing every once in a while saying, hey, just don't forget about me. If anything opens up, let me know, because I'd love to do that. Um, Finally, something opened up and I was able to start November of 2021, I believe, which was right before I was about to graduate school. So it worked out nicely to be able to start then. And I've just been, working with them for almost a year and a half now.
0: Yeah, cool. And I think, um, I mean, I'm sure talking to others, this will be a theme as well, but I think a lot of people came in, well, through the fantasy football path, but then also Mm -hmm. when they got into this space, it was about the blurb writing. Like, I think that's where a lot of us started was was writing player blurbs. And, um, and I think it's, it's such a great way of anyone that is watching or anyone that's interested in, in Sort of getting into fantasy basketball writing that that is probably where you will start and where you want to start because i think it gives you such a such an overview of the whole business and um you really have to like writing blurbs are hard they're not Mm. like people see them they pop up on their player notes and player screens and that sort of thing and but every every note that you write you have to research like you have to be aware of stats you have to have what they've done in the last week the last month um Mm -hmm sort of any themes or, or, or anything that's happening. And so it's, it's pretty full on. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, and so obviously, well, you're much younger than me, obviously. If you've just, if you've graduated. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, whereas I can't even remember graduating. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So fantasy basketball and look uh, where you said, I mean, your, your home league or your, your league that you initially set up that dynasty league. Um, I think they're the leagues where you want to be trying things like some wacky oh my gosh, yeah sort of thing. Um, our league this year, the one that I'm in, sort of got me into fantasy. Uh, we just – well, I'm the commissioner now. I wasn't hmm. when we started, but, but I took over. And this season we actually switched from uh, – we were an 11-category league. So we had okay. double-doubles and tech fouls, which I hated. And Tex. I pushed and pushed to get rid of it. And they finally agreed. Um and it's a keeper league, so it's not a dynasty league. Okay. We have gotcha. keeper, then we have two, then we have three, then we reset. So we reset this year. So I was allowed to get rid of those categories. And I actually talked them into getting rid of turnovers as well and switching uh field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and combining them into true shooting percentage. So it's now a seven category mm-hmm. league. Um which was interesting. It took all of us a little bit of getting used to yeah. um, with, with knowing who to target um, as, as an efficient sort of scorer. Cause even someone like Giannis, who is terrible from the free throw mm-hmm. line is good in that format because right. his field goal percentage is so high um, and he doesn't attempt a lot of threes either. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, so no, I think, and, and it, I mean, it's how, so that league's obviously been going for a while um, mm-hmm. and it's a, dynasty yes. league yeah, um, and that's I mean that's not something I've really got in here as a topic but dynasty is something that I'm starting to get a little bit more interested in as well mm-hmm. um, so what are your like, like I guess you'd be in both you'd be in redraft leagues and dynasty leagues do you have a
1: preference it's definitely dynasty leagues I realized pretty quickly playing in some redraft leagues with people in the industry that I'm much better at dynasty those tend to go a little bit better also just a little bit off topic roto leagues i joined uh the fbi one and i don't think i knew what i was doing for the first four or five months so that was a learning experience as well it didn't go but uh definitely dynasty leagues i'm much better at trading than i am at uh necessarily drafting uh for redraft so i enjoy the aspect of Honestly tanking, trading away everybody, getting a bunch of picks yeah. in and then just taking a few year rebuild. I did that in my home league, like two year rebuild, and now I have a bunch of young guys. It's a lot more fun that way for me. So
0: Yeah, I think I am I well I got I came in just playing head to head and and similar though, Roto is not um like I know Roto a lot of positives to Roto formats and, and especially the the fact that you don't have to worry about this stupid time of year with fantasy playoffs and people resting and and that sort of thing so but yeah i'm not i'm not as good at at roto as i am (laughs) head to head and i think i think part of that is i because i just punt i i punt hard and people know that like i'm more than okay to punt four categories in a nine category league and just go five cat strong so that and that doesn't work in roto you can't do that Mm -hmm. so yeah i I uh I tend to prefer that as well. But but Dynasty's been interesting, obviously with Matt Lawson. I, I mm-hmm. sort of working with him. I've I just I read his stuff, I check out his stuff and um it's even just in this year in my first Dynasty League, I, and I didn't do very well in the, the pro thirty um mm-hmm. league, but I enjoyed it and and traded Kyrie away for, for Anthony Simons, which so that was offered to me and I sort of thought, no way, that's not, I can't make that trade. But then talking, <laughs> talking to Matt, he said, that's a really good trade. Like he, he's yeah. Quite quite high on Simon's. And yeah. So anyway, it's, um, we're not meant to be talking about fantasy really. So outside of, of fantasy, uh, so when you're not working, um, what are your sort of, what do you like doing? What do you, uh, you live by yourself? Do you live with your partner? Do you live at mm-hmm. home? Um, What are your hobbies? That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So my wife and I, we live in South Carolina, moved up here a few months ago for her job. So because I'm entirely working from home, I just kind of follow her wherever. So um, the schedules are pretty different because right now I'm basically working every single night uh, doing game recaps. Uh, Me and Raphael basically (laughs) six times a week at least are just writing out blurbs and Zach does it uh, when he can, but I think his schedule is a little bit more limited. But, um, yeah, so our schedules don't exactly line up. She works during the day. I work at night. So we usually only get, like, a few hours during the day to hang out. So we sit and watch a lot of TV, occasionally go for walks. Uh, recently, we've been – she likes more reality shows, so we've been binge-watching old seasons of Survivor. We just got on that. Um, we watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette, which I don't know if many people would admit, but I'm, I have no problem with it. <laughs> um because i enjoy it but uh and then when i'm watching shows movies and stuff by myself i like a lot of star wars uh just have no problem flipping a movie like that on in the background while i'm working uh if if there's no game on because you know generally when i'm finishing up writing blurbs there isn't any game on it's a couple hours past but um definitely still play a good bit of pickup basketball uh make some friends and community that way despite being in a new state but yeah, honestly, when I'm not working, those are the, the few things I do and I just kinda of stay in my lane.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is hard. I I would assume for, for you guys over there with the the if you're doing blurbs you can't you can't do them during the day. They have to be done yeah. after the games. Whereas for us over here, if I'm if I'm writing things post game, it's sort mm-hmm. of two in the afternoon or three <laughs> in the afternoon. So it can line up with a normal work day, I suppose, what what you would consider regular hours. So mm. it still gives me the nights to hang out with my kids and go and play basketball or go to the movies or, or whatever we want to do. So that, that is one thing that, that I think is a benefit of being here and, and not over there in terms of the timing. Um, in saying that I'd love to just sit down at night and watch basketball. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm working at my day job and I'm, running a workshop or I'm running yeah. a seminar or something I can't have the basketball going while I'm doing that so I do miss chunks um, so Star Wars yeah that look Star Wars I think is, is a pretty common interest yeah across probably a lot of people of well, your age and my age um, <laughs> so did you So you're yeah obviously you're a lot younger you were you would have been born after the original Star Wars were made
1: yeah so my my wife finds it interesting because i tell her that i was like four or five years old when i started watching um because i remember vividly but before revenge of the sith came out so the first five movies had come out my dad would bring the projector home from work we'd set it up in the basement and we'd watch the first five movies and then we went and watched revenge of the sith in in theaters so started watching that when i was pretty young liked it a lot but honestly, like probably about a year ago, I was like, I'm just going to rewatch everything. And instead of just rewatching all the movies, I rewatched all the shows as well. And now I've started reading all the books. Like I'm, I'm a Star Wars nerd at this point.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot to watch um, so, so with, with all the shows now mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, I, I sort of got my son's 12 uh, and I, I, I made him sit and watch all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> um, and he liked them. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's a Star Wars nerd or a nut or anything like that. So he, he did enjoy them, but he's he's very into Dungeons and Dragons at the moment. Gotcha. That's his thing. So, um, yeah, that's where most of his time goes at the moment, is playing Dungeons and Dragons, and which is fine. I don't know anything about it, but I'm happy <laughs> to support him through it. Yeah. Um, so from a non-fantasy perspective but but just basketball itself have you got a, a favorite team a favorite player sort of team you grew up watching or, or supporting
1: yeah i'm a i'm a hawks fan uh, grew up in georgia so li- lived in georgia from about five weeks old until five months ago so spent my entire life there going to a bunch of hawks games usually a couple a year um i don't really have a favorite player at this point Honestly, I don't dislike any – I don't want to say any. Most players <laughs> – sorry. Like I said, I don't dislike any players. And Dylan Brooks' face just popped in my head. Yeah,
0: that's who popped not, into my head too. Right. Not that I
1: – I don't know. It's just not what I would do. Not my cup of tea is some of the things yeah. he says. But um, pretty much like everybody watching every team, it's just – I'm a basketball fan. I'm not a yeah a homer the way I am with other sports, like right? with football i'm a jets fan i pretty much only watch jets games don't miss a game with basketball it's like anything's on i'm gonna watch it it's nba
0: yeah yeah and i think you have to be to some degree when you when mm-hmm. you are writing because you do need to be yeah. um fairly neutral and and it's not always the case if, if you're doing a player blurb for, for like dylan brooks for instance <laughs> and he shoots three of 15 from the field and gets oh, ready on that out then you'll, you might throw a little snide comment into the blurb. Um,
1: With Grayson Allen, it's the same way. I think I've yeah. tried my best to absolutely just avoid <laughs> blurbing Grayson Allen. I think yeah. I think there was like one time he had like eight threes, and I was like – or maybe it wasn't eight. It was like six or more or something, and I was trying to justify, do I really have to write this about him? Yeah. It's kind of hard to not when he has that many. But
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, and you just have to sort of bite the bullet and, and write it try to be as friendly as you can mm, yeah. um i'm a little bit the same i think like i you growing up i i liked the bulls i mean nba was limited here in australia mm-hmm. so we got i think i said this to dan our exposure was one game a week and it was normally a replay at midnight on a friday or something um so we didn't see much live basketball it was all about the come fly with me and michael jordan's playground so the the videos and the um Watching NBA action on the weekends, basketball cards. So obviously, everyone was into Jordan. He was the he was the guy. Um, but for yeah. me, it was the Pacers. They were the team that I liked with Reggie Miller, Rick Smiths, um, those guys. Unfortunately, Reggie Miller hasn't turned into one of my favourite uh, callers. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I try to remember the good times when he's commentating. Um, but yeah, look, not all players turn into good commentators. I think we we can. So there's quite a few yeah. that don't get that, uh, that mold. Um. So that sort of covers most of what I had. I guess uh, something w- actually. Dan had some interesting answers to this in terms of holidaying, vacationing. Have you got any? Have you Have you been on any big trips? Any Any favourite sort of destinations that that you've been to?
1: Yeah. Um- So basically growing up once a year, my family would go to Hilton Head, which is in South Carolina, um, was a little bit further from where we were living at the time. It's a lot closer to us now, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, my wife and I honeymooned in Hawaii last year. So that was incredible, um, to be able to go there. And then honestly, we get a mini kind of sort of vacation once a month because, uh, her job, she works mostly in Columbia, but she also has to cover Charleston area as well. So we drive two hours over there right by the beach as well once a month. So it's like a like a nice little mini vacation for me because I just do a little bit of work from the hotel, but it's a vacation yep. other than that. So
0: yeah, It's good being able to, to do that, take your work with you a little bit because oh, you, yeah. you can still uh, sort of take those holidays, but not really be on holiday. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Australia, is that somewhere that that you'd ever, like, is it on a list of places to visit or it's too far?
1: My list of places is pretty small uh, that I would want to visit. I think, uh I'm trying to remember, I think some sort of Bahamas, Caribbean island thing is on my list. Yeah. And then maybe somewhere in Spain, but I don't have a massive list of places I want to travel. I think it would be cool, but I don't think... It's something that's on my list of places to go. Yeah. Apologies. I don't mean any offense.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, well, it is a long way. It's like, it's, not, oh, it's yeah. not a three hour flight, it's it's a full day sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I, I love going over to the States and, and I'm heading back again in a few months, but that's because I like NBA basketball. So mm-hmm. if, if you're coming here, you, you, it's, I think, for you, you sort of need to have a reason i guess to come mm-hmm. here because it's quite a big country and um, yeah. yeah so um so before we leave this question you knew this one was coming next season in drafts where, at currently where we sit now if you were in a redraft league drafting say next week where well a where do you think Wembenyama will go so what do you what do you think his sort of ADP will be and B, where would you be comfortable taking him at the moment?
1: So I'll start with where I'm comfortable taking him. I don't think I'd take him before the fourth round, and that might be more conservative than just about everybody else you ask.
0: So you uh, won't get him?
1: Never. I don't, plan- <laughs> I don't plan to get him in a single redraft. But that's yep. why I play Dynasty. Yep. Because I could either trade for a pick or, you know, if you lose, it's not actually a bad thing because then you get one this year. But yeah. Um, I don't plan on having him in any redraft leagues because I wouldn't take him maybe at the fourth because I guess we'll see based on his situation. But I just think it's hard to imagine him playing 60 games in his rookie year. Um, I, I've read a lot of good things about who he's working with to protect his body. But as a seven foot four guy going to a tanking team, I just don't foresee him playing enough games. There will be adjustments. It doesn't matter how good he is, how talented he is. Um, I think he may not get off to the best start just because not many rookies are able to or they're not able to keep it up for a full season. I just, it's, it's somewhere where I'd rather have somebody who's already an all-star or an all-NBA player in the first two rounds than this rookie who's such a wild card that could pan out fair. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't plan on having him in any redraft leagues until year two.
0: Yeah. No, look, I think I, th- I think Dan was similar. Maybe he was a little more uh, aggressive. I think he said he'd sort of go round okay. three. But uh, my – just from questions I get and what you read and, and the hype, I suppose, I, I – I think he'll go in the first round in some in some leagues. Like I think if you if you're picking at pick twelve, so if you're right on the turn and you can pair mm. him with someone like a Damien Lillard or someone who who's a bit more of a sure thing, I I am almost certain there'll be people in leagues that will risk it and take him mm. in the first round. So for that reason, I don't think I will get him either because I I don't really want to go that high. I probably will just in one league to get him because <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a bit of a ride. Um, we we both sort of, Dan and I sort of came up with we were trying to think of a comparison. So if, if you had to look at his season or his potential season, who could you compare him to from sort of the last 10, 15 years? And I think both of us without meaning to, we both thought about Carl anthony Towns and his rookie season. And um, And I've got his numbers. So in his rookie season, 15, 16, uh, 18.3 points, 10.4 rebounds, two assists, um, 0.7 steals, 1.7 blocks, which is the best season he's had in blocks was his rookie season. Um, 37% from three, uh, sorry, 34% from three. um, Didn't really hit a lot of threes in his rookie season, was was under one per game. But in his rookie season, he was the in eight cat, uh, he was the eighth ranked player per game. Wow. Uh, uh, sorry, the 18th ranked, not eighth. Okay. So, second round player with those numbers. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I could see when Binyama, I'm not sure he'll be a big rebounder. I, mm-hmm. I think he'll be, he'll be a little bit like a Jaron Jackson or a, or a Brooke Lopez. Like, I think he might only be about eight rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you said, he's going to be on a tanking team probably. And just with his build and he's still growing into his body, I think teams will try to keep him out of the paint as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I I don't see him just sort of grabbing 15 rebounds a game or anything like that.
1: Um, No, I think if I'm just throwing out numbers, I could see like 22 points, eight rebounds, handful of assists – Over two blocks, very realistic. I think, you know, along with how many games is he going to play, it's also how many minutes is he going to play. A team just got arguably the greatest or most talented prospect ever. The general manager is going to say, you better not run his knees into the ground. Now, if he goes to Toronto, I don't think Nick Nurse is going to care. He's going to play in 40 minutes a game. (laughs) But uh, I I think it's a very realistic chance that a coach – knows that their team isn't going to be very good depending on where he goes, wants to get him acclimated to the NBA, playing alongside these guys, playing within their system, that he might play 26 to 28 minutes a game. I think but like a number of factors. If he goes to say it's Houston, how does that work alongside Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jabari Smith or – Charlotte where a guy like Camilla Ball is probably going to have the ball in his hands a lot it's I think it's a lot of different factors I don't know if there's a perfect situation maybe San Antonio where he just steps in and can get the ball whenever he wants yeah I think it's it's a lot of factors that it's hard to say right now but I don't plan on having him. Nah.
0: Yeah, I think where he lands is a is a big factor in in what his production is like, and and I think from a from a production standpoint or a minutes played that sort of thing, I'd love to see him go to Houston or Detroit, but mm. I have no faith in their coaching staff that they will actually <laughs> utilise him correctly. I mean, look at Shingun last season; he didn't he barely played this season Um, season he hasn't played enough like if they had a better coach then then maybe but i think from a purely from a development standpoint i think the spurs Mm -hmm. would know how to develop him because they've done it before we've seen it so from a fantasy perspective i'm not sure that would be like i just i I think they would really be careful with him um whereas a dumb team would might might play him either play him 20 minutes or play him 35 minutes like you, you just you don't know what they're going to do. So we'll see. We'll
1: see. Um, Detroit might go with Bagley instead oh, of Wembenyama. And Wiseman. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, have Bagley and Wiseman start turning Wembenyama uh, off the bench. Why not?
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> um, all right. So, look, that that's yeah, almost bang on 30 minutes, which is what I'm finding with these shows. So before we, uh, before I let you go, talk a little bit about, I mean, there's obviously content is starting to wrap up a little bit now with uh, all the redraft leagues um, coming to an end, but tell us a little bit about what you've got going on at, at NBC.
1: Yeah, at NBC, it's a lot of blurbs right now. Um, we'll have our draft guide this summer, but I'm planning on doing my own thing. Um, kind of like doing like a Substack podcast is trying to get some dynasty content out this summer. Uh, I don't know exactly when this will air, but it'll probably be around the same time that I start doing that stuff. So I'm um, going to do dynasty rankings, recaps, uh, podcasts where I get a bunch of fantasy analysts, dynasty analysts to come on and just recap the season. As we get into draft, I'm hoping to get them back on, talk about players before the draft, after the draft, probably try and also get like some just regular draft analysts that don't have much of a fantasy background to come on and also talk about prospects. just, A lot of unique things that I'm planning. Uh, Hopefully, it'll all work out and be able to get some fun people on. But yeah, a lot of Dynasty content coming this summer.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's almost the way of the future. Like, I think the content basically stopped sort of this time of year. It stops, and then Mm -hmm. we don't hear much for three, four months. But I think there's enough people out there now that are wanting content 365 days a year. So um, they are the diehards, but there's more and more of them. I think coming yeah. out of the woodwork. So we're much the same at FBI, like where Matt's obviously the, the dynasty guy. So he's got, he's got a lot going on uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and even, to, I think for him, he's even sort of um, verbalized to me that this is actually his busiest time of year now um, mm-hmm. getting ready for dynasty and the NBA draft oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, which, which makes sense. And for, for a lot of us it's, it's the quietest time of year, but um Yeah, no, well, that's good. So, look, thanks for for jumping on. Um, That will do it for today's show. Uh, Remember, you can check out all of our content uh, at fbibasketball.com. That is where Matt will have all of his Dynasty stuff. Uh, You can follow the podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Love it if you could give us a thumbs up. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel Our Following is building slowly. Uh, And until next time, catch up.